We literally just got back two days ago from our annual team trip to Mexico to show the appreciation we have for our amazing team, for the culture that we have, and honestly, for the family that we've built inside of our company. Great time to share with everyone the importance of team appreciation, the importance of building a positive culture, how you can have that community feeling. And honestly, we look at ourselves as family. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, the founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. A podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that's given so much to me and my family. Um, guys, today, I'm just going to get cut right to it. We have an amazing episode today. We literally just got back two days ago from our annual team trip to Mexico to show the appreciation we have for our amazing team, for the culture that we have, and honestly, for the family that we've built inside of our company. And so we just thought it would be a great um, great time to share with everyone the importance of team appreciation, the importance of building a positive culture, how you can have that community feeling, and honestly, we look at ourselves as family. And so um, we're going to break that down for you guys today to maybe help give you some ideas on how you can do it, uh, how you can build a better culture, how you can appreciate your team, and um, just the experiences we're able to have with our amazing MSRG family. So without further ado, we have a couple of members of our leadership team here to share their experiences as well. We have Jenna Swift. Jenna, welcome. Thanks. Hi. <laughs> what a great intro. Um, and then, we, then we have uh, Lauren Pimentel as well. Lauren, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to another great conversation with some of my favorite people. So speaking of uh, favorite, favorite people, um, what do you guys think of our, our annual trip to Mexico this time? It was unbelievable. Like so much fun. The memories, the laughter, all of it was so much fun. Yeah, same. I uh, luckily did not leave Mexico with a hangover, but I left with very sore cheeks, very sore abs from laughing the entire time and dancing. Yeah, I'll say my legs were sore. <laughs> I was I danced for like three hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love. I I, uh, I there was a time we were sitting, we were all sitting in the pool, just hanging out, looking at the ocean, and, and hanging out, and like I, I literally like. I, my eyes hurt and my cheeks hurt from laughing and smiling so much. Like it was just such a good time. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a moment, um, it was the last night we were all in, that, in a big circle by the, where the band was playing and everything. And there were a couple times just looking at how we had 33 people go yep, this 33. time. Yeah. 33. And looking at all of them, like there were a couple times I started getting a little teary. I had seen everyone together, just laughing, having fun. Like, the whole team together. It was a really, it was a really awesome experience. I love it. It's um, I, I, I totally agree. There's multiple times where I had that just sitting back and just observing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, like I, I don't, I don't drink anymore. I stopped drinking a year and a half ago or so. Um, just a personal decision for so I could. I have big goals and it was not going to help me get there. So just a decision I made. And so I, these trips are different for me now than they used to be. And it's just really, really cool to sit back and just look back and the be able to see the people on this team that have helped us accomplish these amazing things just having the time of their lives um just the experiences and the memories we're able to create for our for our company and for our, our family that we've built here is just um that that's my favorite part of this trip for sure yeah with the going back to the friend circle um i don't know where where i read it but it talked about how people the people that are in your life and 
you know, you have your parents, like they're given to you by God and you have your siblings and, but like your spouse and your coworkers, they choose to be with you. They choose to hang out with each other and to be at the resort and for everyone just to love each other so much and choose to be surrounded by each other day in and day out uh, for a good portion of their day, I think is super incredible. I think it speaks volumes about the type of people that we work with and they're just good, genuine, caring, fun people. Love it. Yeah, there were a couple of times. Oh, sorry. So there was a couple of times I was talking with my in-laws once we got back, we stayed the night with them and they were asking all sorts of questions. I think anytime we, I talk about Mexico and how our team goes, all we get are questions like, that's so cool. I can't believe you guys do that. And my in-laws were like, so like, did you guys like hang out together? Was there anyone who just kind of did their own thing? And I'm like, honestly, we all just hung out together. Like, I mean, we wasn't all 33 of us together at all times, but like, there was very rare that someone was just on their own. Like we all were buddied up and hanging out and having fun. Yeah. I love it. And I think that um, it's, it's just really cool to just see that like there's people that were able to go to this trip, that it was the first time out of the country, first time at the beach, first time at an all-inclusive resort. And um, it's just really cool to be able to experience that with, with people on our team. And it, it just kind of takes me to, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today to give value to the listeners is the importance of team appreciation. And I think it's something that that I know we say internally all the time is culture over sales. But I think that's easy to say and it's not easy to do. And so one of the things that I wanted to kind of give value to people today, whether and I think this is valuable to anyone, is is your environment, does your environment appreciate you? Do you feel appreciated or do you feel tolerated? Right? Like I love it when people are like, holy cow, I can't believe you guys do that for your employees. Like, that's the kind of company I want to own, right? One that is doing things like that, that are above and beyond that people are like, holy shit, I've never heard of that before. Cool. We're on the right path. Um, because we couldn't do what we do without the amazing people that we have. And so it's so important, like team appreciation is so important that it's literally a budget line item and a pretty significant one that our Mexico trip is our annual big trip. But we we pay attention to this like daily. Like, we, how can we appreciate our team? How can we, um, we, we started doing monthly family dinners. We do events together. We, we go to people's houses for barbecues and we just like, culture isn't, isn't just like something that, oh, when you're at work, you're this person. Like what is cool about our team because of just to Jenna's point, we hired the people that we have are all in alignment with very similar things. That's because we hired to our core values, first and foremost. Um, we have a lot of people that when they came to the team didn't have any real estate experience because that's not what's important to us. What's important to us is we're hiring the right people with the right values, with the right belief systems that want to be a part of what we are doing. And that just spreads and is contagious in such a positive way that it creates these bonds and these experiences that we're able to have. Um, especially when we're in, in an environment where we have amazing people that are accomplishing amazing things, but we're also making it a priority to show them appreciation. Yeah. And something that, um, we go over to speaking of the interview is culture is a, a living, breathing thing. Uh, and it's an action. If it's not something that you're intentionally acting on every single day and working on every single day, uh, it's, it's going to die. It's going to lack oxygen and it's, it's going to be a culture of toxicity versus a culture of productivity and love and energy and 
Um, so I think if I had to sum it down, it's that we have a whole team actively working on bettering the culture every single day. 100%. And it's, it's something that we talk about all the time is it is a living, breathing thing. Like I remember whenever this whole business that we have was just an idea. And when it was in a, Hey, I think we could do this type of conversations. And it was, how can we create a, this thing called culture, which is now a buzzword that is way overused. Um, most people don't even understand what it means. They just say it because it's a cool thing to say, but it was literally, how can we create an environment where people feel appreciated? People um, can trust us with the biggest purchase sale of their life. People can trust us to be the platform for them to build their career. People can trust us to um, come and invite their friends to come and work with us because we have such a positive workplace and we have a career path where you can build whatever you want to build. And like, those were really at the forefront of how can we how can we give the agent and client the best experience possible? It started there. But if we're going to do that, we have to have a foundation of something that we all believe in. Otherwise, we're just another company. And like there's so many times that I can think back through our journey where we just we went back to our core values and we went back to, all right, is this within our values or is it not? And if it's not, then we just get rid of it. And that sometimes, unfortunately, that even means people. Um, just because it's not about how many houses you sell, sell. It's it's about the impact that you're having on our culture, the impact that you're having on our values. And so like to say it's a living, breathing thing is easy to say. And I really think that's even overused now. People understand that. But are you really acting within that? Like, and are you, is your, are you, you as an individual and the environment that you're in, do you really feel like everyone has a paddle and is paddling the boat in the same direction? Or are they just showing up and they're along for the ride? What we have really, really been focusing on for the last three, six months, is, three to six months has been every we're we're on this big ship of this big cruise ship of MSREG, right? And everyone is on this ship and we're all going this direction. But if the if a couple of people stop paddling, then we start going in circles. Right, you got to pick up your paddle and you got to row with us. Now, different different people row in different direct different speeds. Different people have different objectives and maybe want to stop along the way, but we're all rowing the same direction. And I think it's so important that we realize that if you want to talk about building a positive culture and be able to have these experiences like we're talking about today, you have to realize that it is a living, breathing thing. If you're neutral to your environment, you are negative. You cannot show up to your environment and say, well, I didn't I didn't take away anything today. And that's that's good enough. Now, there will be certainly there's days where we don't all bring positive and contribute to the culture. But if you have to think every single day, if you want to be a part of an environment and a community and a culture like we're describing, you have to be a contributor to that. And you can't show up and just take. You have to give. And you have to contribute and you have to realize that if you are just being neutral, you are actually being negative and taking away from the environment. Like I say this all the time, you ladies have heard this over and over and over again. This thing outgrew me a long time ago, right? Like this is this is our culture. This is our company. And it's what we believe in. And it's so cool to see so many people that fight for it and protect it and to make it so much better than I could have made it without these amazing people, because we all believe in the same things. And I think that's why it's so easy for me to <clears throat> look at the PL and write a big fat check to take everyone to Mexico because I just appreciate everyone so much for contributing to this amazing community and family that we've created. Yeah, I think uh, 
you know, in addition to that one, it takes a leader who is selfless and is in this position doing it for the right reasons. Um, whenever we talk about building culture and building relationships within the company, um, it's, it's not a known behavior that everyone knows how to do. Um, so I think that whenever you're coming from it with, um, what am I trying to say? With good intentions and being authentic as a leader and doing it for the right reasons, like our core focus of changing lives. Um, you're not doing that just to show off to the world. Oh, look, I, I take my team to Me my team to Mexico. There's so much more to it that the team sees that the team appreciates. Um, that we know that you truly show up every single day to do this for not only the agents, but the buyers and sellers and vendors that we work with. It's coming from such a good, authentic place. And as you're building culture and as you're building relationships, what action are you doing every single day? And are, are your actions lining up with the words that you're saying um, about the people that you're surrounded with? So good. Yeah. Yeah. They that's um there's a there's a lot there Jenna go ahead and one of the things I was going to say is we were talking before this started about you know we have been to Mexico this is I mean for me it's my third time with the team I know you guys went before me too you you're so fancy <laughs> what this is my third time no big this is my third time you know but <laughs> uh but no like this is my third time with Mexico with the team and we were talking about um what made this trip so different? Like, because we've been before and we've had big groups, you know, and the thing we kept coming back to is our culture. Like we have as leaders and what I think what Lauren is kind of saying too, is it has to be the biggest utmost priority in your organization to have that culture before anything. One of the things I respected about the team when I first came in um, is the demonstration of it. We're not just walking or we're not just talking the talk, we're walking the walk. And so there was a point when we actually ended up uh, letting go of or parting ways, however you want to say it, with uh, one of our top producers because they were not in alignment with our culture. And that was something that's really stood out to me because I'm looking at this organization, we're a sales, we're a sales organization, sales are important, you know, to pay the bills and stuff. Uh, but the fact that our culture is such a priority, we protect it at such a high cost that we're willing to take those risks and to take those things because at the end of the day, our culture is the absolute everything. Um, if we don't have culture, there's times Matt said like, the minute we don't have cultures no longer the priority here, I'm locking up the doors and leaving. Like, because that's how important it is to us. Well, you paraphrase there. What Matt really says is as soon as culture just isn't first anymore, I'll burn the fucking place down because that's mm -hmm. how I'm doing it. Oh. So um, that's 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 really how strongly I feel about it because it's not. And and I, I appreciate the kind words that both of you said. It's it's truly isn't about the rec. It's not about the. It's not about the money. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the pat on the backs. It's about the people. And like, it's, I would not be who I, who I am today without amazing people in my life. And I, I know that I would not be able on the success journey that I'm on without amazing mentors in my life. We would have not accomplished what we've been able to accomplish and help the amount of people we've been able to help without amazing people in this team. And I'm just trying to do my part and give back for 
for other people to lay that foundation so they can achieve what they want to achieve. And it's like, that's my focus. And so I think that Jenna, as you were talking, like, yes, we've made decisions that weren't the best quote unquote business decisions, but it wasn't a hard decision. Mm -hmm. Meaning that we're some of our top revenue earners are no longer with us. And it was the company's decision. And it was because culture has to be first. And if culture isn't first, then it's not worth it to me. It just, it just isn't. Um, I'll go find something else to do. I just, I, I'm doing this for the people. And if the people don't appreciate it and they don't want to give back to it, they don't want to contribute to it, then we're not a good fit for them anymore. What we are doing here is way bigger than just selling houses. Um, we just happen to, that happens to be our primary source of income, right? Um, is we're selling real estate, but we're so much more than that. And I think like, if you're a leader listening to this and you're thinking, well, how can you let go of your top producer? Well, I've done it uh, twice um, in, in our journey, um, meeting in, in very, very high performers. But the point being is that it's not a tough decision if you're really, really clear on your mission and your values. And I think that at this point we have, I don't even know how many people we have on the team, 60-ish people in our organization that trust and rely on me to come for a place to work, to provide for their families. And I think, am I going to let one person get in the way of protecting everyone else and it's just it's an easy decision like I, i'm either going to let 59 people down to keep one person happy that doesn't align with my values or you know what we're no longer in alignment i appreciate you i love you but you'll be better served somewhere else because you're not on the same mission as us anymore and i think when you just think of like i i'm protecting the whole of everyone that trusts me to support their, their like it's a privilege to wake up every like you hear you've heard the saying pressure is a privilege. It is a privilege to wake up every single morning saying, holy shit, I got to wake up and I got to perform because there are 60 people and their families relying on me to perform today. When you realize that and you have the heart that I have for helping people, those decisions are easy. And I think that's why we we have the culture that we have is because we all are in alignment with those decisions. They suck. It, it Don't get me wrong, it's not easy. Um, but it's very, very simple. Something I want to add to that too is something so amazing about our culture is that we have a culture of facilitating an environment to for anyone to be a top producer. And so these top producers are, yes, they they had great work ethic, but they were also a top producer because of the environment and the culture that we had. And, um, you know, just from being on the team, the amount of time I have, when those top producers leave, they don't put up the same numbers that they did whenever they were on the team. And so if you're thinking, I can't let go of a top producer, is your environment facilitating is it facilitating the environment for you to produce top producers and support top producers and help people achieve their dreams and their goals? That's so good. And, it, and I think that if you just, it's so cool to hear your guys's perspective to see how, like you guys are seeing in real time, me processing and experiencing what I, the vision that I cast at the beginning of this, we're all rowing in the same direction, right? Like everything that Lauren just said is a hundred percent what this environment is for. But I didn't tell her to say that. She's just experienced it and realized that and observed it from her own standpoint that she knows that we are here to be 
the environment for anyone to accomplish whatever they want to accomplish. And it's up to them to accomplish it. And she's seen it over and over and over again, her own story. She's seen Jenna's story. She's seen so many other agents' stories that come here. And because of our environment, because we protect our environment and our culture first, they achieve amazing things for them and their family. I mean, just some of the, the accolades that come to mind are we had an agent that came, he was in real estate for two years prior to joining our team, came to our team and doubled his income the first year and doubled again the next year. That's four extra income in two years while you're already been in real estate. We've had, I mean, we've had people be able to buy their first cars. We've had people buy their first homes, people buy investment homes, people, um, Jenna's story, go from receptionist to running the marketing department in, I don't know, record time. I don't know what the time was, but was fast. yeah, <laughs> super fast. And it's just because if the, if you have the right environment and the people will see the opportunity, then they will seize the opportunity. It's just my, my responsibility and all of our responsibility to protect the environment that everyone is benefiting from. And it has to, we have to protect the environment and the culture first. So one of the things that I've always viewed, and this is, hopefully this doesn't go down a general rabbit hole. If it does, please stop. But um, I view our culture, and I think this actually is from the Bible somewhere, but it's um, as a vine. And so we're talking a lot about like people, and sometimes you have to lose people to protect the vine. And so what I mean by that, like if you have done gardening or something, you have this plant that's flourishing and growing. But sometimes to keep that plant healthy and alive, you have to prune, you have to cut and it and it hurts the plant, you know, maybe a little bit, but in the long run, it's going to flourish even more. Um, and so we're talking about, you know, sometimes that looks like people, you know, cutting, cutting people that don't contribute to the vine. You just say it looks like cutting people, <laughs> cutting people. But uh, it also <laughs> looks like other things, like being able to identify when there's negativity, being able to identify, it doesn't even have to be anything crazy like that. It can be things like, you know, this person's going through a really tough time, and I think they've kind of lost sight of the mission. Let's talk with them and mentor them and coach them and bring them back into that mission. But it's being so in tune with that vine and knowing when, okay, it needs to be pruned, it needs to be watered, it needs some extra sunlight. Um, that's how I've always viewed our culture as when Matt says living, breathing thing, that's what I picture in my brain is this massive flourishing current vine thing. Uh, um, Jenna, one, I'm not a gardener, but I love that analogy. Um, I, I think we should start referring to our culture as a love fern, um, and we oh, can't God. let it die. All right, now we're officially down a rabbit hole. No, but in addition to that, um, there was something else that you said that I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good point is um, you're talking about like being aware of what's going on in people's personal life and are they on track or off track? And uh, it just made it spark that, you know, do you have that, the safety with your team for mm -hmm. them to be open and honest? Do you have the trust with your team to be open and honest and to come to you to seek help? Um, yes, we should be extremely proactive. I was actually uh, talking with Tina last week um, about an agent that we had observed and uh, just said, you know, I, I know that this is what we're seeing on the surface level, but Tina, if we take a step or two back, there's things that we're not seeing. And do we have that relationship to figure out what's going on? And boom, sure enough, we did. I love it. And it's just, 
you know, having that, those depth of relationships with everyone in your organization. I love it. And I think that's a really good analogy, minus the love for in part. Um, but like you, you have to, you, the, is it number one is, so let's put it like I'm processing your analogy. Just first time I've heard you say that, Jen, and I love it. Um, so call it a vine, a plant, whatever you want to call it. But number one is that seed of that plant, whatever it is, is it in the right environment? Meaning if it's only in a, in a little itty bitty pot, it's only going to grow so big. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with the seed. You're just, you can only grow as big as your environment. And what I think going back to team appreciation, culture, community, the family that we have is it is my responsibility, first and foremost, to allow enough room for all the seeds to grow. Right. And so we have to protect the environment first. Um, and so if we just keep people in a little pot, they can only grow so big. And that's just not what we're about. In addition to that, sometimes you have to prune the plant. Sometimes it just needs water or sometimes it just needs sunlight. Right. And so, like, I love that analogy. And we can we're going to use that again. I appreciate you sharing that because there's so many things that we can um, tell stories along that. Because I think when we say a living, breathing thing, it's really hard for people to understand what that means. But like you said, sometimes you have to I don't know what's called, but like you have to prune it or whatever it's called with the plant, right? You have to cut some, you have to cut the dead branches off or cut the parts off that aren't. Yeah. But like, that doesn't always mean that you have to get rid of people. Sometimes that pruning looks like having a tough conversation with someone that's struggling. Sometimes that looks like, you know what, we just need a reset button and we need to get back to like, I'll just share one of the favorite sales meetings that we have is we, I, I call them a fuck the numbers meeting. Right. Like is we are we you know what we need to revisit our culture. We need to revisit everything that we stand for. And we're we're going to surprise everyone and we're going to go off script of a team meeting or a sales meeting. We're not going to talk about numbers. We're going to talk about what's most important. We're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about what everyone's feeling right now in a safe environment. We're just going to air it out and we're going to figure out what the problems are so we can work on it together. And like some of those meetings are some of the like I think back to our state of the company meeting that we had. And the gratitudes exercise that we did at the end of that. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Like it, it went on, it was like, we were last down to like, like our last five or 10 minutes of, of the state of the company. We went an hour on just gratitudes, just going around the room, everyone sharing what they're grateful for. There was tears, there was laughter, there was life-changing stories. And it's, that's why it's so important to appreciate your team. And that's why it's so important, Lauren, Lauren mentioned it, to have trust and safety in your environment so that people trust enough to, if we didn't have trust and safety, people wouldn't feel comfortable being vulnerable, sharing some of the life-changing stories that they shared at State of the Company, as an example. And it's because we always put culture first. And I think there's so much I can unpack on that to go another level deeper of that, like thinking about someone that is sharing one of those vulnerable moments, they're not sharing that for them they care enough about this environment that they're going to be uncomfortable and share an uncomfortable story because they care about everyone else and they want someone else to learn that lesson and hear their story so they can be inspired to have their own story. Like when you really think about how powerful that is, like there's a reason that our core focus is changing lives because we we see it every single day with the amazing people that we have in this organization. So all that being said, that's why we have team appreciation as a budget line on them. And that's why we make it a priority. And that's why we focus on it. And our big blowout every single year, they have to earn the way there. For those that are wondering, well, how do you afford that? They earn the way there. Um, but if they earn their they earn the right to go to our team event. And typically the team picks where we go, but they always choose Mexico. 
um, an all-inclusive resort. They love the beach. That's where if you if you look at our social media, you'll see the post, you'll see you'll see the the uh, the pictures. It was an amazing resort, an amazing time with amazing people. And um, yeah, just want to do a podcast to kind of share that. What do you guys what do you guys have to add? I think it'd also be great to talk to, to um, give a couple tacticals on how do we go about building uh, safety and trust and relationships with people. Um especially in real estate, there's, you could work every single day, 24 seven in a week. Um, but you have to put it, you have to time block building culture and working on your culture and your organization. Um, so I think it'd be great to share uh, maybe one or two things that each of us do to, uh, build relationships and work on culture. Um, one of the things, a couple things that I'll do, um, we do check-ins and one-on-ones, random, planned, and also just kind of all over the place with the marketing department and then operations. And I was there too. Um, and that would just look like phone calls sometimes. Sometimes it would be in person, um, talking about their life, seeing how things are going. Um, I try to do my best to keep Um, Because I don't always have the best memory. So I'll write down little things of like, okay, you know, this person's going through this, this person's going through that. So when I have that conversation, I have something to look back on and and I can ask those really intentional questions. I don't have to rely on my memory all the time um, to see how things are going and to be intentional with them. Um, and then another thing that I, I personally love to do, I love social media and writing and all that fun stuff. And so I try to do some random little spotlights on people within our team and both on our business page and on my personal page, um, just taking time to highlight them and give them a shout out for just being who they are. And maybe maybe they accomplished something at work. Maybe they're just a great, great person. And that's all we're shouting out. And that's totally fine. So that's usually the ways that I try to build those relationships. Love that. Yeah. And you're great with words and, and your shout outs. Um, I know for me, I love our whinge chat that we have um, internally and uh, always working on building momentum within that. So where are people winning, not only in their professional life, but in their personal life too, whether you're an agent, whether you're in operations, um, we love winning together. Um, I know for me, I love doing handwritten notes um, to people. I love um, just taking time to, I I usually make my phone calls whenever I'm driving, um, but I'll make notes similar to you, Jenna, of what's something big that's going on in their life. Have Do they have surgery coming up or do they have any prayer requests that I can help with? Um, how are their kids? I, I love kids. If I could have had 20 kids, I, I would have um, loved checking in on, on kids and any chance that we can get together um, and just one-on-one have a conversation, personal life, professional, um, just those, those random check-ins. And also, being really observant of, of if they're not acting, uh, like they normally are, um, reaching out and exploring what it is in their personal life. Um, and I will, I'll just be straight up like, Hey, this isn't normal behavior. Like I know something is going on. Uh, you don't have to tell me anything if you don't want to, but I'm, I'm here to listen. I'm here to help and support in any way I can. Is there anything that you want to share with me? Um, a hundred percent time, if something's going on in their professional or in their personal life, it's showing up in their professional life. 
I love it. Really good stuff. Um, I'm going to give a different perspective to this. Uh, so I have to do this twofold. I have to do this in front of the group and I have to do it individual and learn from my mistakes. You can't just do one. You have to do both if you're the leader. Um, so I used to think, well, I've grown my leadership skills. I've learned how to have these communications. I can just do this in front of the group and let Lauren and Jenna and other leaders do the individual stuff. It doesn't work that way. Um, so let's for, let's unpack it for if you're a team leader, you have to be able to do you have to facilitate trust and safety in front of the entire group. But you also have to be able to do it in a personal relationship one on one situation. And so you have to you have to have both elements. And so how do you do that in front of a group? Um, I think you model and demonstrate vulnerability, humility in front of the team. Um, and you show them that you care by sharing stories of other people that are winning, share struggles that you have yourself and just highlight people that are doing things that you appreciate and that you expect in front of the group. And that goes a long, long way for, for an environment. So let's say that someone, um, is going through something and, and they're they're in a they're in a downfall and they're struggling. And I know that on a personal level, and then they come out of that through through that struggle and they start they start winning. It doesn't have to be a big win. It can just be a little win. And we acknowledge that in front of the group. That shows other people that that behavior is what gets rewarded. I think a lot of times, um, and I, I struggle with this still, but I think a lot of times leaders are good at finding gaps and things that people can do better. But one of the things we focused on as a leadership team is finding, um, we call them gotchas, right? Like I think leaders are, are managers probably is a better word, are good at finding gotchas, things you can do better. What we are focused on is finding gotchas of things that they're, they are doing that is great and recognizing and rewarding those. And when you're able to do that consistently, I think that really, really helps positive momentum in, a, in an organization. People are motivated by different things. They're motivated by fear or they're motivated by. So like, do you want do you want people to do what what you ask of them because they're scared they're going to get in trouble or do they you want them to do it because that's what they want to do for themselves and their family? Like there's two different ways you can go. And I think we all know which path is the, the right path. We just struggle with how to get there. And it's just a slow it's a slow journey. It takes a lot of time um, to do that. But you have to start doing that and facilitate that in front of a group. And then second is you can't not have those individual relationships. You have to you have to make sure that you have make time for those individual relationships. Um, you you can't delegate relationships. It's just it's impossible. Um, so you have to make sure that you still stay connected with your people. Um, of course, use your mid level leadership and use other people to help with that. Use their peers for for part of that. But you still have to be in the know, and you still have to they still have to know that you're present that you care. And it's it's really, really important that you don't get too far disconnected. Um, a great book that I wrote down that has really helped um, our organization with this is called Well Done. Um, I highly recommend it. If you're a leader, read that. It'll help you identify and call out the things that people are doing well that you want to recognize, because I think a lot of people struggle with that, um, myself included. Uh, partially because I don't like the participation trophy environment and society that we have in today's world. And so I like you did your job. Great, great work. But it, there's more than that. Right. It's it's there's there's ways that you can identify someone is struggling personally in their own journey. And sometimes people just showing up to work on time was a win for them. Right. We don't know what's going on in their life. Lauren hit on this. But anytime that anybody is struggling in their professional life, 
they're in a rut, they're struggling, they're not, they're not winning at a high level in their professional life. It is always, always a result of something going on in the personal life every single time. And so if we can realize that as leaders, that we are there to help people through life, not just through work. And again, if you're aligned with people with similar values, you realize that values aren't something that you can say and put on a wall at work. It's what you actually, how you live your life. Then you can help them through life, not just through work. And you combine all that. I think that really helps build that, that, that environment of positivity, that environment of support and everybody rowing in the same direction. Yeah, two things I want to add to that. Um, one, that well done book is phenomenal. Um, and it's not something that you should just read once and throw back on your shelf. Definitely read it a couple times. Um, one of the key things that I learned from that book was trust is earned. It's not just automatically given. Mm -hmm. And so when someone joins your organization, um, even though you're in a leadership position, you don't have that automatic right to where they just trust and have this safety with you. You still have to build and earn it with that person. I want to unpack that just a little bit. That's so good. How many, you know, how many business owners, how many leaders, how many entrepreneurs, how many people just expect they have that entitlement mentality of I'm entitled, I'm your boss. You need to respect me. You need to trust me. And we have to be the opposite. We have to realize that as a leader, they don't work for us. We work for them. And if you are really have the servant's heart as a leader, then and you know that it's your responsibility to earn that trust, to earn that respect, and flip the script of what most people think, it will really impact your environment in such a positive way. Um, and speaking of that, so I know we're talking about culture, but same thing goes with every relationship in your life. So that you have to earn and build it. Yep. Um, the second thing I wanted to hit on, uh, which I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about over the years. But if you expect someone to be vulnerable with you and have humility, it starts with you. Yep. And uh, with the, um, I'll, I'll share a vulnerable story to go in conjunction with that. But with the book, Well Done, where they talk about earning trust, there was an agent who was struggling. I called and reached out to them and I was like, hey, you know, I, I feel like something is going on. Like, I just, I want to make sure to do my part. I want you to know I'm here for you. Um, is there anything that you would like to tell me? And their response was, why would I tell you anything? I hardly even know you. And I was like, I'm a very sensitive person or I can be at times. And it was like a kick in the gut for me. I feel like I'm someone who's very approachable and um, someone who authentically wants to help anyone and everyone I have a one of the biggest servant hearts. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're right. I have done nothing to really earn them to trust me to be a confidant in them. And so it just, it starts with us and, um, whether it's company-wide, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, you have to have that vulnerability, um, aspect in it. I love it. Jenna, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm on the same page with all of it. I feel like there's been many times, I think I, I, as we're talking about this, I'm like, man, I need to follow up with this person and talk with this person and all this stuff. Like there's so much room for improvement in these things all the time. Um, so I'm excited to walk away from this and kind of have, I'm going to do a quick note session and write down all the things that I want to improve on to continue to build the culture within the departments and everything. But 
Um, but no, I mean, you're spot on. I think one thing I've learned throughout, it's really hard to be vulnerable and it is really, really hard to share stories that are truly um, emotional for you. Um, and I was very afraid to do that for a very long time because I didn't, I, you never want to bring people down, right? You don't want to be like the Eeyore of the room um, or the Debbie Downer, but I've learned so much throughout doing that. One, people, there are other people with similar stories to you and you create a safe space where they know that they can go to you for things. Um, they see you acting in vulnerability, like Lauren's saying, therefore they feel safe to reciprocate vulnerability, even if it's not the same thing. But more than that, it just shows people like you, like I, I would support you. Like I've been through it. I know like you can, you can talk with me about it. And I think that it really builds such strong relationships within a culture when you're able to take off your armor just a little bit and get a little mushy gushy with your people every now and then. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I would use the words mushy gushy, but um, <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying. So um, I think that it reminds me of, um, of, of a saying that, that Ed Milet says, um, and Ed Milet is, is a mentor in my life. I've been fortunate to be in the same rooms with him multiple times. I'm part of a private entrepreneurship group with him. Um, I wish I knew him on a personal level, but I don't, not yet. Um, but anyway, I, I really, really believe that he is spreading a lot of a lot of great, great content and great advice. And one of the things that that really sticks with me that he said over and over and over again is you are the most qualified to help the person you used to be. You are the most qualified to help the person you used to be because you were there and you went through it. And so you know exactly what they're going through and you came out the other side so you can help them. And once, once I realized that, and I kind of did some reflection with myself, like it, it's, it's not hard for me to be vulnerable and share those stories anymore because I see the impact that it has on people's lives. Um, I'm not the most emotional person in the world, but I have no problem sharing the emotional moments that I've had in my life because I know that even just one person listens, it can make a big impact on their life. Um, and I think that so many times we try to act tough or like I think Jenna said, we have our armor on, right? And as a leader, you have to remove that armor. Um, and I learned this from John Cheplak. Uh, John Cheplak, for those of you who don't know, is... Um, very intimidating looking figure but like he says this and he's he demonstrates this in front of a bunch of his crowds he said guys here's you want to be a good leader step one take out your wallet grab your man card and throw it in the fucking trash you can't be the egotistical um i know everything type of leader and actually lead people the right way you have to be willing to remove your ego be vulnerable share those stories those struggles that you've had so that other people can learn from them and I've I've experienced that multiple multiple times. I'm actually going to be speaking um, and sharing a part of my journey that people ask me to share uh, next week in Cabo. That I'm going to be sharing in a room full of thousands of people, um, and it's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do that because it's if it just helps one person, it's worth me getting uncomfortable and sharing a, a part of my life that was a struggle because it's I know that I can help someone else that's probably struggling too. And I think if we just realize that as as leaders, that is part of our responsibility for our environment and our culture, because life's hard. Real estate is really hard. 
Um, and if we can, if we just act like we're perfect, our, I'll just be honest, like everybody thinks that if you're the team leader or you're a top agent or whatever, that you just, you're a superhero and you, you have it all figured out. And once you just realize and you can meet them where they are, that you didn't always have it all figured out and you still don't, you still don't. then the trust will go through the roof. So quit trying to act like you already have it all figured out. They already think you do. And when you show them honestly that you don't, but you're willing to help them through the same struggles that you've had, the game will change. Um, I want to I go back to team appreciation. Um, it's kind of where we started. So our Mexico trip. Do you guys feel like our team feels appreciated after while they're in Mexico and when they're on their way back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think the story is going to be for the next 30 days with all of their friends and families that see their social media posts and see that they got to go to Mexico for the first time and see these amazing pictures of the sunrise and all the amazing things that we experienced at, at the, uh, at the Mexico trip. You're so lucky. I wish my boss would do that for me. Yeah, I hear it. I mean, I'm already hearing it. Like, I can't believe your team does that. That's so cool. Like, I mean, I bet you just had the time of your life. Your pictures looked amazing. Mexico is beautiful. Like just, yeah. And how do you think that, how does that, how does that make you feel, Jenna, when people will say that to you? Does that make you oh appreciate gosh, it? Gosh, I love it. Well, it first of all, job? yeah, first of all, any opportunity I get to brag on the team, I am happy to do. So I'm <laughs> like, well, let me tell you about it. But um but no, I love I love sharing it. And I also love setting a standard, I think, for others too. Not necessarily that every company should take their team to Mexico, but I love talking with my friends about it and showing them like, no, this is how a company should treat you. Like, not like I said, not necessarily fly out to Mexico all the time, but like you should feel appreciated, you should feel valued, you should feel like a priority. Like culture should be a priority within your organization. And so that's that's a really cool trickle effect, honestly, that I hadn't even thought about till right now that uh, setting that standard within our organization. It's not just me telling my friends about it. It's we have 33 people, like 33 people are going to be telling their friends and family about it, who will tell their friends and family about it. And that's a new standard that we're kind of setting throughout our whole community, which is really awesome. I love it. So what let's that's that's all really cool and and like it's awesome that we get that feeling but let's let's say that um someone's listening and like i want to show my team that i appreciate them i just we don't have the capability to do a mexico trip or we don't have the capability to make it a budget line item yet um what are some ways that you ladies have seen us show appreciation either you've experienced feeling appreciated or you've been on the leadership side and seen us show appreciation to the team that maybe doesn't even require any money I'd say the the handwritten notes um, or the acknowledgement um, for certain individuals, whether it's on social media, whether it's in a meeting, um, and you know, even if it's just as simple as uh, a couple weeks ago at one of our offices, an agent was going through a hard time and. Um, no money. We just sat there for three or four hours, just talking, talking about life, talking about what he was going through. And it's just taking the time to build that relationship and acknowledging people. It takes no money. All it does is take a little bit of time and authentic effort. Yeah, that's honestly 
what exactly where I was going to go with it too is I'm I'm a quality time gal, and so um, when there's been multiple times that just getting time with people and giving time with people um, that has been it goes a really long way um, because I think sometimes if you don't get time too frequently. Um, and you don't give time too frequently, uh, people start to feel a little invisible um, and they start to feel like they're kind of camouflaged within your organization. Um, pulling them out and taking that time to just chat with them and talk and spend that quality time with them. One thing Matt will do is he'll call and say, hey, how, how's Lauren doing? You know, And usually the person will go, oh, I'm doing really good. I'm, I've made my calls. I've done my, I don't know why I got really country there. <laughs> I made my calls, but... Um, <laughs> But they're usually go into everything they're doing to be productive. Um, and Matt will say, well, no, 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 no. I just want to know how you're doing. Like, how's life? You know, how's how's your husband? How's your kids? Like um, stopping them and just spending that quality time with them. Yeah, I love it. And I think that so if you're if you're listening to this and you either number one, um, I think that if you're listening to this, you deserve to be your environment dictates your success. Right. And so make sure that you're not in a. Um, you're not a, a very a very capable seed that's in a too small of a pot. Make sure that there's plenty of opportunity from people around you. Um, and so I think that's very, very important because your environment dictates a lot about your life. But also, um, do you feel appreciated or do you feel tolerated? And I think that there's two parts to that, right? Like, don't take that too far. If you're one of those egotistical salespeople, like appreciate doesn't mean you get 150% of your commission split. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. So don't take that's the wrong way. And, um, but do people actually care about you? They care about your well-being. Do they care about your growth as a person? Do they care about providing the opportunities for you to take advantage of, um, for you and your family? And like, I think it's very, very important that you have that in an environment and that you protect that. If you have that in an environment, it is your responsibility to protect that as well, um, protect that and grow it. And so how can you grow and contribute to that environment on a daily basis? And I promise you, if you're in an environment that you feel that way, if you can contribute, the more you contribute to that environment, the more it will reciprocate to you and have positive effects in every aspect of your life. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week, but eventually you will be able to withdraw 10 times the amount of contributions that you deposited into that culture um, because we'll all need it at some point, whether it's financial, whether it's a relationship, whether it's an opportunity, who knows what we will need in the future. But when you have an environment and you have a team environment like what we have created, like how many times have you heard these ladies talk about having a conversation with someone that had nothing to do with work? the relationships that we've built, the family that we've created because we make it a priority, like we are helping people live better lives. We just happen to sell real estate. And whenever you really create an environment like that, it's it's um, it's really, really hard to, it's really hard to keep it. Number one, it's really hard to improve it, but it, it's also important and crucial that you make sure that, that remains number one. Good stuff. Cool, cool. Um, all right, we're out of time here. So let's wrap <laughs> it up. Um, we're already over. Um, so um, any final words, ladies? No, I, I was just laughing because we said it was going to be a short, sweet, simple podcast. Yep. And it just, it's so good. Like it's, 
all really good conversation, really good points. So. Yeah, I'm excited to just see the trickle effect. And um, I hope that everyone who's listening hears just the possibility of how how achievable and how attainable that positive intentional culture is. Um, you don't have to do this big extravagant Mexico trip, even though it's super dope if you want to, um, but you don't have to do that. It's so achievable to have that within your organization. Like, I mean, I'll just a little bit of reflection. I had so many people in Mexico talk like shit, like come up and say thank you. And, and all that's amazing. Right. Um, but I think what's even more amazing is to hear people say, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather be on this trip with than our MSREG family. Right. Like that's the kind of relationships that we've created because we protect the culture, because we help each other. We look out for each other's best interests. And like that is possible in your environment, too, if you put culture first. Um, and just a quick plug, um, as as a coach to some of the top teams throughout the country, like this is a big, big, big needle mover for a lot of people is how quickly can you grow your leadership skills? Because that is the cap on your business. Guess what part of being the leader is? to create, protect, and improve the culture on a daily basis. And how do you recreate yourself and recreate that through other people? And like, I think you guys will agree that these two wonderful ladies on this podcast today sharing their perspectives are replicating the importance of culture that that I have instilled into this environment that they are now taking the ball and running with it. And then the people that they are leading are taking it and running with it. And like I said, this thing outgrew me a long time ago. And it's because we have amazing people like these ladies that understand the importance of it. And so I'll just put that there. Um, if you want to have a conversation about that with me privately, hit me up, let me know. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to help people. This is something I'm extremely passionate about. So um, I would love to talk with you about it. But anyway, um, Ladies, thank you so much, Jenna, Lauren. Thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you ladies, all that you contribute to this amazing organization. Um, and I know that you shared some value and some insights to some of our listeners today. So I appreciate you for that. Um, and guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, this podcast is growing like crazy. Um, so I appreciate you guys sharing the episodes. Don't stop. We are on a mission to give back to this amazing industry. So if you got value from this episode, share it with a friend share it on social media. Let's give back to people that knit. We, I want people to know from this episode that they deserve a better workplace. They deserve to feel appreciated. They deserve a culture. They deserve a community that feels like a family. So um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.